Grab your Bible, and we're going to start in Matthew chapter 14. Booth is going to try to get these up on the board. We're going to start in verse 22. Now, Jesus had just got done, if you remember in Matthew chapter 14, Jesus had just got done feeding the 5,000. Remember the boy with the, the loaves and the fishes, and Jesus blesses them. They feed 5,000 people. So you just got done with that. So we're going to pick up in verse 22. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side. While he sent the multitudes away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them and said, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O ye of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? And when they were come unto the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of truth, thou art the Son of God. Now, we've heard this before, I know, but what we have here is, is Jesus sends his disciples in this ship, and he says, I'll meet you on the other side. Jesus goes off to pray, and the disciples are out in the ship. Whether it was stormy, whatever it was, the waves were boisterous and tossing them to and fro. The wind was contrary, the Bible says, and... and all of a sudden, these disciples look out and they see Jesus walking on the sea. Now, they didn't know it was Jesus. They thought it was some spirit. They got afraid. They, they started to cry out. Jesus come over and he comforts them. So be a good cheer. It is I. So he reveals, it's me. It's Jesus. Well, Peter says, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. Jesus says, come on, Peter. Peter steps out of the boat. Begins to walk on Jesus, begins to walk on the water. Jesus is standing some distance out from this ship. Man, Peter starts to do it. He's walking on the water. But then he obviously sees the waves and the wind and he gets afraid, takes his eyes off the Lord, begins to sink. Jesus comes over and grabs him and he says, oh, ye little faith, why did you doubt? Now, this is, I know that we've heard this before. I know that Pastor Joe has, has actually read this before. We've heard Pastor say uh, uh, the term stepping out of our boat. Amen. We've heard him say that before. We've heard Pastor say get out of your comfort zone. We've heard that before. Now, I know that we've heard this before, but I, I believe that this is what the Lord has for us today. I've read this numerous times, but I believe that there are some things that we can pass up from this that are very good. And I believe that the Lord has us has this for us this morning. Well, first of all, why is Jesus walking on the water? You ever thought of that? Why didn't Jesus just wait for them to get to the other side? He could have met them on dry land on the other side. Why, why meet him out in the water? You know, is Jesus just saying, hey, look at me. I'm the son of God. Look what I can do. Look at me. I can walk on water. See this cool trick that I can do? I don't know how well you know your Savior, Lord Jesus, but 
He doesn't do things for no good reason. He doesn't do things say, hey, looky, this stunt that I can do. Look at this trick that I... He's doing something to try to teach us a lesson. Amen? He's walking on the sea to try to teach us something. He's walking on the water for a reason, trying to teach us. And you know why I believe the Lord has this for us, for this church, has this for us this morning? I believe that Jesus is still out on the sea looking at this church, waiting on someone to walk out on the sea to him. I believe he's still doing that to this day. He, he's waiting on someone to step out in faith and come to him and walk on water to do something supernatural. You see, I believe that is for us this morning. You know, one of the first things I noticed when I read this, uh, I actually noticed something that Jesus didn't do. You know, I, I read just what I read. I read it to myself, and I noticed something Jesus didn't do, okay? Now, Jesus, he, 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 these disciples, they're afraid, and he comes and reveals, he said, be a good cheer, it is I. So he reveals himself, so that he comforts his disciples. Then you know what Jesus doesn't do? And it, and it struck me as odd. After Jesus tells them, it's me, don't, don't be afraid. I thought to myself, why then, when Jesus says it's me and comforts them, why then didn't Jesus say, come out to me? Why didn't he call his disciples out? Those were his twelve those were his people. Those, those were the things, the people he revealed all the secrets to. He taught them and they were with him. Why didn't Jesus, I thought that, why, why didn't Jesus say, come on out to me, Peter? Why didn't he say, come on out, Andrew? Why, why didn't he call them out to him? If you notice and you read this, it's actually Peter. After Jesus says, it's, it's I. It's actually Peter that says, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come out unto you. Now, do you notice the significance of that? Jesus does not call his disciples out. What he does is he waits on someone. You see, Jesus, God has given us this strange thing, strange phenomenon called free will. See, I can do whatever in the world I want. You understand? I, I have the free will to do it. I can murder someone. I, I can't. Now, there's going to be consequences, but I can still do it. I can be obedient to the word. I cannot be obedient to the word. I have free will to do whatever I want. But I thought it strange that Jesus didn't call them out. He is there waiting for someone of their own volition to say, I'll come out to you, Jesus. If it's you, I'll come out. Now, now don't miss the significance of that. You see, I, I believe that Jesus is willing for all of his disciples to come. He would have had all 12 of them come out. You understand? We always say, well, I'm waiting on... What are you waiting for? You already have a calling on your life. Everyone in here already has a calling on their lives. What are, what are we waiting for? You see, Jesus is out standing on the water, waiting for someone to step out over the boat and say, Lord, if it's you, I'll come. You understand that? Out of the twelve, only one had faith enough to say, you know, I'll come out to you, Lord Jesus. I think that's something awesome that we can take from this. He's waiting on us. Oh, I, I just see this great big ship called New Hope, and I see Jesus standing out there on the sea, comforting us, saying, it's I, don't be afraid. And the waves are roaring, and who, who is it that's going to say, I'll come out to you, Jesus. Which one of us will have faith enough to come out to him, to step out over the edge of the boat and walk to Jesus? That's scary. I know that it is scary. 
there's a good chance you could sink doing that. He does not call us. We're already called. Already called. He's willing that all 12 disciples would have came out. He's willing that everyone in this church walked out on the sea to him to go to Jesus. You already have a calling on your life. I just thought it was strange. He doesn't say, after Peter steps out, why doesn't he say, James, come on, Philip, come on. That's because he's waiting of someone of their own accord because you're moved for your love for him. You're moved by your faith because you believe in this thing so much that you're willing to, of your own accord, step out over the edge, step out of that safe zone, out onto the water. You understand out on the water is where Christ is. In this story, he's not in the boat. He is not in the boat. He's out on the water where the waves are, where it's tumultuous, where the wind is contrary. That's where Jesus is. Out in the highways, in the byways, that's where he is. Who will step out over the edge of the boat, do something supernatural, and walk on water to go to him? Who will do that this morning? You have to raise your hand and tell him you're willing. You have to say, if it's you, bid me to come. You know, all those other brothers, you know, if all the disciples were there, and there was 11 other guys in the boat, those 11 other guys, they were content watching from the boat, weren't they? They, they were content being safe in the boat watching Peter. And this brings me to my next point. You know what I've noticed being around church all my life, all my life, being raised, dad and mom were saved before I was born. I've been around church all my life, and you know what I've noticed about us church folks you know what i've noticed about us christian folks you see when god moves on someone just like he moved on peter and and peter stepped out over the edge and he walked on the water and peter does begin to sink he takes his eyes off the lord He, he sees the waves are boisterous and he starts to sink you know what i noticed about us church folks we are content with watching that other person walk on the water. Amen? We're content watching that other guy. We're content staying in the safety of the boat watching this guy walk out on the water. You know what happens that kind of bothers me a little bit about church folks, about Christian folks? It bothers me that someone else feels moved. Someone else loves the Lord and they step out on the water. And yes, maybe that person may fail. That may, yes, that person's trying to do something supernatural and walk on the water. And yes, that person might start to sink. But the rest of the people that stay in the boat, I knew that guy would sink. They criticize him. I knew, I knew that guy. I know the things he's done in the past. The rest of the people in the boat, what they do is they say, hey, gather around, saints. Let's go over some points that I wrote that that guy should have done for him not to sink. Come on, let's, let's go over this. You see what we do is we criticize that brother that steps out over the edge of the boat. And he's trying to do something supernatural for crying out loud. Something beyond human ability. Peter did fail. Peter did start sinking. But no one else was willing to step out of the boat. Us church folks are so good at devouring each other. So good at saying, I knew that brother. I knew he wouldn't last long. One or two steps and he went down. But we say all these things from the safety of our boat. That bothers me. That bothers me. Bothers me real bad. You see a lot of criticisms going on. 
read, read some articles on the internet. You, you see lots of things on Facebook. So many criticisms. Ask Jen and Adam. We just got done with the restoration a couple weekends ago. Ask them if they've been criticized for what they've done. Ask Pastor Joe. Pull him aside. Say, Pastor Joe, you ever been criticized for your preaching, for the way you run a church? Ask him. He'll tell you yes. All the time people criticize him. You understand, Pastor Joe is trying to walk on water. You understand, Jan and Adam and the youth ministry, they're trying to walk on water. Maybe they didn't do something perfect. Maybe they messed something up. Maybe they didn't allocate funds in the right place. Maybe they didn't do it right. But they're trying to do something supernatural. I encourage everyone in here, instead of criticizing, now Jan and Adam should have done that differently. Pastor Joe should do this differently. Step out onto the sea right with them, brothers and sisters. Step out over the edge. Get on the sea with them. It's harder than it looks. It really is harder than it looks. We bite and devour each other, and I don't understand it. I truly don't understand it. We criticize, and we bark, and we watch, and all from the safety of our boat. Anything anyone does, someone's there to criticize them. I believe that the Lord would have us to be very careful who we criticize. Be very careful when you open your mouth to criticize another brother or another sister who's trying something. Maybe the thing that that brother or sister tried failed, but they tried. How many times have you heard a pastor tell you to go down swinging? You still might strike out, but swing at the ball. See, what we have is we have too many people in the bleachers, hollering from the bleachers. Ah, this, that, ah, right. Now come on off the bleachers and jump into the ball game. Lots of Christian critics in the bleachers. You know that I am convinced that James, book of James, chapter 1, tells us to be swift to listen, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. I'm convinced that that's why that scripture is in there, to make us shut this, to shut this mouth. We want to criticize, uh, Jason, he he did a good job today, but he kind of missed the mark. When you want to criticize, be slow to speak. Swift to hear, slow to speak. I'm convinced that's that's why that scripture is in there. The Lord, in in a polite way, is telling us, be quiet. Don't say what you're going to say. You know, this bothered me, and I went to my dad. I said, Dad, why is it that people do this? Why is it that people criticize everything? People throw stones. Why is it that Christian folks do that? His response to me was, Christians are some of the only folks that commit cannibalism. We eat each other. You understand that? We, We devour each other. And I don't understand that. We're supposed to encourage one another. We're supposed to pray for that brother and sister that's trying to walk on water. We're supposed to be full of mercy. However much mercy we show other people, that's the same amount of mercy that's going to be showed on us from God. We're supposed to encourage each other. We're supposed to be tender-hearted toward each other. Not criticize. We're people. Whatever I try, I probably will screw something up. Whatever you try, you probably will screw up. That's because we're people. Made of dirt, water, and the breath of life. We're going to make mistakes, amen? Now I'll admit, I'm guilty of doing it myself. And I'll tell you. We had a restoration there a couple weekends ago, and 
I look at these musician dudes, and I see their clothing. To me, it looks like if they ate a Tic Tac, their pants would blow off. They're so tight. And that doesn't compute to me. I don't understand that, you see. It does, doesn't it? Now, now listen, though. From what I heard, you know, I didn't speak with any of the, the musicians or the band people, but from what I heard, some of them guys were some legit dudes. And, and they cared about these children. They prayed with some of the children. You know, who am I to say, you need to dress like I think? You know what? I think I need to be quiet. Amen? Be quiet. I don't have anything good to say. I just need to be quiet. We need to stop criticizing. I'm guilty of it myself. I just need to be quiet and not just be careful who you criticize. Brothers and sisters, be careful who you criticize. Anyway, back, back to Jesus walking on the water. Verse 25. I think this is significant, and I think this is something we can blow past. Verse 25 of Matthew chapter 14 says, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. I don't know if you saw that. Look at that first part. It says, and in the fourth watch of the night. Now, Bible scholars tell me, uh, you know, I read, tried to look it up, that the fourth watch of the night is from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Okay, from 3 in the morning to 6 in the morning. You ever looked out at the ocean at 3 in the morning, 6 in the morning, or when it's dark? It's a whole new world, is it not? It's a whole new ball of wax at night. It's a lot more scary, for lack of a better term. It's scary. See, my, my family and I, we did a family cruise a, a few years ago. And you're out on this ship, out in the middle of the ocean, and it's nothing but water, 360 degrees. As far as your eye can see all around you, it is nothing but water. And at nighttime, it's very beautiful. At nighttime, you can go all the way up to the top and look out over the banister, and it's kind of, it's beautiful, but it's very eerie. There's no lights wherever you can look. There's nothing but a little bit of moonlight reflecting off this black abyss of nothing but water. And it kind of just gives you an eerie feeling. Anyone ever looked out on the water at night, on the ocean at night, when there's nothing but water as far as the eye can see? You see, when I see a beach in the daytime, that's time for me to swim. But when I see, look out at that beach at night, that's a no-no zone. You don't go out there. You know, one time when I was a teenager, I remember this just like it was yesterday, and I'm not lying to you. When I was a teenager, my family was on vacation. I don't know if we were in Florida or Myrtle Beach or wherever in the world we were. Someone got the bright idea to go swimming at night on the beach. You know, I'm a teenager, full of courage. Dare me to do it, I'll do it. So I'm out there splish-splashing around midnight or so. I don't know what time it was, but it was dark and it was black, and I was out there waist-deep having a good old time. And I kid you not, I stepped on something, something big, something big and something scary. And I'll tell you what, you ain't never seen a skinny Italian dude run. Talk about walking on water, I ran on water, and I'm not kidding. I ran on the water, and I will tell you, I have never been back in the water at night in my life. Uh-uh. I might wade in there where my toes get wet, but I will not go out there any deeper ever again, never. Never, never. I'm not doing it, no matter what you do, no matter what you tell me. 
Another time we were at the beach and this water was beautiful and crystal clear. And I always do these goofy things, I say, to prove my love for my wife. I always do a daring feat while we're on vacation. So this is kind of foolish, but my wife thinks I'm an idiot. But I said, uh, Shannon, to prove my love for you, I'm going to swim out to these buoys. There are these buoys way out in the ocean. And no one else was out there. There I went, swimming out in there. and touched them buoys and coming back. You know, and I honestly, this water was so crystal clear and beautiful. You could see all the way to the bottom. I mean, I bet you it was 30 or 35 feet. You could see. And I could see stingrays going back and forth. And it was kind of, you know, cool. I swam back. And I made it. But I'll tell you what. Sorry, babe. I ain't doing it at night. Ain't gonna, ain't gonna happen. Not gonna happen. You see, you know why I'm not going to do it at night? Because I can't see them stingrays or sharks or something's coming to get me yet. How am I going to attack something I can't see? See here, and I tell you all this goofy stuff and we laugh to let you know what the ocean is like at night. It ain't the place that I'm going to be at night. It's a whole new world. All kinds of different creatures come out at night. Just watch the Nat Geo channel. There's a certain fish that might come out in the day. Then all kinds of those weird lurky ones come out at night. Amen? But I tell you that because the Bible says Jesus, and we pass this stuff up. We don't see what the Word's telling us. Jesus is walking on the fourth watch of the night, it says. He's out there at three in the morning. You know, he wasn't out there in a beautiful crystal clear water or a sunny day and Peter jumps over. I might have jumped out too. If, who cares if you go in the water? Just swim around a little bit. Have a good time. It was at night where there was waves. It was scary. It was not the most opportune time to step out of the boat. It was at night, the scary time. Why couldn't it be at noon? See, because if it was at noon, I could see a shark fin if it was coming. I could hurry and get back to the boat. Or I could see if there was a whale coming to get me. In the daytime, see, I can see. Why has he got to do it at night? Why has it got to be 3 in the morning, Lord Jesus? 3 to 6 a.m., the fourth watch of the night. Uh, I kind of thought about that to myself, and I thought, you know, I just wonder if Jesus walked out on the water for this particular, at this particular time of the night to show his people, come on out to me. I know that it's scary. And all you'll have is me, the good shepherd, to take care of you. But maybe he even did it that late into the night to show his people that dawn is almost here. There's not much time left. Do you understand it? There's not much time left for, for us here in this church to be doing things for God. Maybe, maybe the sands of time are ticking away and there is not much time left in this world. Maybe dawn is about to come and he's going to crack the sky soon enough. So come on out onto the water one last time while you can because it's almost daybreak. The last watch of the night, just before day, because he's trying to tell us there isn't much time left. Maybe the sun is just about to shine and he's trying to get people to use their faith. But before you step out onto the, before you step out onto the water, before you do it, I want you to be clear on a few things. There's a few things you should know. You want to go step out onto that sea? You can be sure. There's sharks out there. Amen? There's whales out there. There's all kinds of things with tentacles. There's all kinds of things with stingers. There's all kinds of things that want to get you. There's big waves that will topple you. There's deadly currents that will take you. Be clear on that. Before you go to step out, it's not a walk in the park to serve the Lord. It is not. 
It's scary out there, out there on the sea. You might sink. You might get drowned. You ever been swimming in the ocean, having a good old time? Hour later, you go to walk out, and your blanket's a mile and a half down that way because them currents took you away. We need to be clear on this. I'm not going to lie to you this morning and tell you it's a good old time out there on the sea. It's not as scary. There's all kind of animals that could get you. There's things that you can't see that wants to come up and grab you by the ankle and take you down. There's killer whales out there. There's stuff that wants to get you. So before you step out onto the sea, know that that stuff is out there. It is out there. And also, if you step out onto the sea, you're going to have those hecklers in the boat there behind you. Criticizing you and looking at you and pointing at you and, and almost sometimes waiting for you to fail. Waiting for you to fail. So they can say, see, I told you so. I knew that brother would sink. There are lots of things. Everything is stacked against you. The only one good thing you have to step out of that boat is your love for the Lord Jesus. And you want to do it in faith because you believe in him so much. Every other ounce of reasoning is against you stepping out that boat. Everything goes against logic for you to step out of that safety zone. But outside of the boat, that's where Jesus is. He's out there off into the sea. That's where Jesus is. You know, the Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. It's impossible. Uh, I don't know what else to call it other than a joy ride. If all you want to do is stay in the boat your whole life, or you're more or less just taking a cruise, a cruise around the beautiful ocean. You're safe. Nothing's ever going to get you. The Bible says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. At some point you've got to say, you know what, I've I got to do this thing. And you have to step out there. You have to step out in faith to do a work for God. You know, Maybe what brings this up is because I feel like the Lord has really been causing me, almost prompting me out of the boat. You know, and that's where Jesus is, understand? That's where, he, that's where you do works for God. Not in the boat, outside of the boat, out on the sea, out on the water, where, he's gotta, where you have to be supernatural to walk on that water. You have to have supernatural guidance to help you walk on that water. Two or three weeks ago, I attempted to walk on water. There was a, a friend of mine from a long time ago. I went to visit on the fourth floor of Bethesda Hospital. And we all know that that's the behavioral health ward, okay? I may have been there before. I, I don't remember if I have. I didn't know my way around. And no one likes the hospital. I, I don't like the hospital. I don't like to go there. But I kind of felt the Lord saying, visit this person. So I went. It was real snowy out. I think it was three Sundays ago. It was real snowy out. And, you know, I'm driving there. You know, not that I was nervous, but, you know, just the hospital's not the place you want to be, you know. So I go there to visit this particular individual. And I don't really know where I'm going. I take the elevator up to the fourth floor and get out. I, I know I'm in the right location. So I just kind of took the first door that I saw. And I went and opened this door. Now, understand, I'm trying to walk on water here. I'm going in faith. This individual doesn't know I'm coming. Hadn't seen this person in a long time. I go in the first door that I see. And that, that door shuts behind me. I turn around and look. It locks behind me. 
And it says this door will not be opened until 2.30 p.m. <laughs> so I'm shaking it. It's locked. So I thought, well, okay then. So here I am, you know, understand, I'm trying to walk on water, people. I am walking around, and I see no one. Nothing but closed doors. So I thought, what in the world? So, you know, I try one or two of them, they're locked. So then I start getting agitated. More or less, I start sinking, okay, in the water. I'm starting to sink. What am I doing here? Goofy place. I need, the roads are snowy. I shouldn't even be out traveling. This person doesn't know I'm coming. They'll probably think I'm, gonna, probably think I'm some sort of freak for coming. They're going to reject me from seeing them anyway. They don't want to hear what I have to say. Who am I? What am I doing here? I'm leaving. I'm getting the heck out of here. I began to sink, okay? And then I stopped. I said, that ain't right. I said, Lord, if you want me to see this particular individual, Lord, I'll, I'll tell them words of life. But, Lord, you've got to get me to them because I don't know where I'm going. I'm by myself. There's no people around for me to ask. I can't see anyone. I can't find anyone. If you get me to this person, Lord, I'll speak words of life to them. If not, I'm just going to go home. So I went on, and no, nothing miraculously happened right when I prayed that, but I thought, geez, I don't see anyone. or nothing but closed doors. I'll just try every single one of them. So I did. I went to every door and jiggled the handle. They were all locked, so I knocked on them. Every one. I'm going to every one. They're all locked, and no one answers. So I'm like, what in the world? And I'm locked in this place, by the way. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Finally, I came to an office, and the lights were even out. I thought, I, don't, I just walk in here. So I walked in here, and then the office was kind of like L-shaped. So I walked past the lower part of the office, and there was light on. There ended up being a lady there. She was real friendly. And I said, ma'am, I think I'm lost. If you can guide me where to go. And she said, sure, come, come right with me. And she did, unlocked the door, took me out to a different area. I was in the whole wrong area. And they buzzed me in, and it ended up, this individual, we got to sit at this nice little table, just me and this person, all by ourselves, nice and quiet, and I was able to open the Bible and read some scriptures, and I said, hey, I'm here to offer you nothing but this, and uh, spoke words of life, and had a great conversation, was able to pray with this guy, and it just went great, but I share that with you because I was trying to walk on water, see, because I didn't particularly, I started getting frustrated and started to sink, just like Peter. But I believe the Lord came and helped me, and he guided me to where I need to go. Now, here's what I'm wondering. Who here is willing to walk on water this morning? You understand? No, I'm not telling you to go to the hospital and visit. Whatever in the world it is that the Lord has for you in your life, if it's to speak to a family member, if it's to speak to some people at work that you work with, are you willing to step out onto the water? And be warned, remember everything I said, there's sharks out there. There is stuff that's going to agitate you and make you a little nervous and on edge, and there's going to make things happen, or things are going to happen, you're going to want to go back to the boat, back to the safe place where nothing can get me or harm me. You see, but if you step out onto that water, and that's where Jesus is, that's where his work gets done. Amen? Amen. At this time, I'd like to call the band back up. Uh, I know we're minus a guy, but I asked them to play a specific song. And as they get ready, 
if this song ministers to you in any way, shape, or form. Or if you are willing to step out onto the water. If you are willing to say, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. You already have the calling. The calling is already placed on your life. The only thing that needs to happen now is for you of your own volition to say, I'll come, Lord Jesus. I'll come out onto the water. If you are willing to do that, I'm going to ask you to make your way to this altar. Let's all stand, please. Booth, guys, can we dim these lights just a little bit? New Hope, I want to tell you, it is now the fourth watch of the night. It's almost daybreak. The, the sun is almost going to return. There's not going to be any more stuff like this going on because it's going to be over with. It's the fourth watch of the night. It's almost daybreak. Will you go out onto the water? Amen. Thank you. Lord, I pray for anyone willing to step out over the edge of that boat onto the sea. Lord God, I pray you would make our faith strong and solid, Lord. Let our eyes be set only on you, Father God. Lord, make this church a beacon in these last days, Lord. Make us a city set on a hill and we cannot be hid, Father God. We are here for you to use us, Lord. Make every individual here a vessel fit for use by the King. Lord God, I pray, Lord, that we would step out of our comfort zone, Lord, out onto the sea where Jesus is. And Lord God, I pray that if we falter, you will come and save us, Lord, for we know that you are the good shepherd. Lord God, be with us as we go. Bring us back tonight, Lord God. Lord, we gathered here this morning for your name and for your glory. And we thank you for Jesus Christ and the things he did on the cross and for raising back from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen.